0: All right, let's go hour number two on a Wednesday. They are just about to get going in Omaha. Two teams with a big advantage, two teams trying to stay alive. It's going to be Florida and TCU to get it started at 1 o'clock here. Florida has to be beaten twice. Wake and LSU is tonight, and Wake has to be beaten twice, or they will get to the championship game. We will keep you updated on that Florida TCU game. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He's Isaiah Collier. We talked some baseball to start the show with that crazy Rangers call from last night, Victor Wimbenyama throwing out the first pitch at the Yankees game, and yes, we've talked Cowboys quarterback Mount Rushmore. We'll get into that and some Longhorn stuff right now with uh, our normal guest for a Wednesday. We hit the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. We do it every week about this time. It's Justin Wells, inside Texas InsideTexasOn3.com. Justin, how are you, brother? How's that heat out there? Good.
1: I'm doing well, gentlemen. Uh, it's doing right now. Uh, I think with that, probably 90 degrees, but this heat index is, is absolutely brutal, man. We're talking 105, 110, uh, the feeling of it. And so, um, it's the first day of Today and by God it feels
0: like it. Yeah, it really does. Longest day of the year and the first day of summer and everything. It's been brutal here as well, up over a hundred. So we uh, we hope you're staying cool, man. Uh, before we get into this Cowboys thing, because I know we're going to get some opinions from you. Um, let's get to the Longhorn stuff as we sit here, seventy three days away from the first game on September second. Where is your focus today in terms of the Longhorn football team? Is there a recruit? Is it more on the recruiting angle? Are you still kind of sifting through what 2024 could be on an SEC schedule. Is it about this team in 23? Uh, Where's your focus today? Yeah, my
1: focus is damn sure not on a schedule that is not going to happen for 15 months. (laughs) I'm past past that. Um, No, man, you know, we're always looking at team because there's a team aspect that there's always stuff going on. Uh, in the off season, especially when they're doing a lot of the install, they're installing a lot of you know di- you know signals and things of that sort. But June is recruiting; it's about recruiting. This is the official visit month nowadays. It feels like, and you know, the Horn staff—they're going to cram almost forty something recruits into the next two day in the next two weekends. Wow! Last weekend was big. They they walked away with with Santana Wilson, one of the best corners in the country, number ninety prospect overall in the nation. And then the next day, Freddie Debose Jr. out of Smithson Valley dropped. That's a four star, six foot two, one hundred and eighty pound wide receiver. Uh, you know, last weekend was big with the official visit. This weekend is even bigger. So my focus remains on all things Texas, um, all things my son, and then yeah, recruiting. <laughs>
2: yeah, there you go, <laughs> Jay Wells. How big do you think the battle is with Cole Hudson and DJ Campbell? Cause we know Cole Hudson's had surgery right after the Alamo bowl game and we know the upside on DJ Campbell. What, where do you think that's going to go and how long do you think it's going to take Sark to make a decision on who's going to start at that guard spot?
1: Yeah, I think that decision was made months and months ago. It's still Cole Hudson and nothing's going to change that. Um, DJ Campbell is still going to be the backup. Um, you know, D.J.'s one of those guys that you know Cole got in. Cole got a head start coming in last spring, and so he got to he got to learn the plays in the system a little bit sooner, and so he was more prepared. And now this off season, you know, Cole Cole had to, to sit out the spring because of his injury, and then DJ gets injured, and so uh, Cole Hudson's at full strength now. He's at one hundred percent. He's going back to right guard. You're not going to lose your job because of an injury. And and Campbell's not ready to start. Campbell's got tons of upside. I love the fight. I love the, the mental disp- disposition. He's a physical guy. Uh, but uh, there's a lot going on in that offensive line right now, and, and I don't think he's ready to, to hold down the right guard spot as a starter. Now, you, you could see some changes along this offensive line when, when fall camp rolls around. Uh, Cole Hudson not only plays right guard, he plays some center. And so if something ever happened to Jake Majors, you could see Cole Hudson sliding into center, and then you could see D.J. Campbell popping up at, at right guard. And so uh, I don't think that's a battle, guys. I, I think it's Cole Hudson's the incumbent. He's still the starter. He played really, really well last year considering half the season, over half the season, he was injured. And it, when, you, when you think about it like that, he was one of the mo- more impressive guys, obviously, outside of Calvin Banks. And so at the end of the day, D.J.'s got a lot to learn. Uh, DJ's got to get the signals down. DJ's got to get the the, the plays down. DJ just needs more experience, and he needs more reps. Cole Hudson has both. That's why there's not a battle at right guard right now.
0: Talking with Justin Wells inside Texas. Justin, you mentioned the the two additions there to the 24 class. Let me ask you for a little more specifics here. Uh, I've read about the injury for Dubose. Uh, that he had, and I guess it was his sophomore year, after the sophomore year, um, that obviously will affect things with him. But I hear he's come back from that really well. Give me a sense, if I'm a Longhorn fan, for the impact he could make and when that impact could be. And then in terms of Santana Wilson, kind of the same thing. We know the, the pedigree with him and, and you know that his dad being a, a big-time pro back in the day. Um, how quickly do you think he could be a part of things?
1: Yeah, these are two guys that I don't think you expect them to make an immediate impact when they get on campus. But, you know, we've got another year before that actually happens. With Freddie DuBose, listen, this is a great story. Okay, listen, Freddie is one of the nicest, coolest kids you're ever going to meet in this recruiting process. He doesn't take himself too seriously. He enjoys it. He's got a great attitude. When that injury hit, that hurt. That hurt a lot of people, not just Freddie. He has a lot of family, a lot of friends. That hurt him, and I think some recruits, I mean, some coaches and programs backed off of him a little bit. Texas didn't. Chris Jackson believed in him, and then last year, if you watch Freddie during the track season, he's 100%. That guy, That guy came back looking fantastic, and let's understand this, too. Before the injury, he was a dynamic take no matter what. He's one of the freakiest guys in the state of Texas for the 2024 cycle. And so pre-injury, he was going to be a take no matter what. Looks like he's overcome that injury real well. He had a great track season. Just a really good story. Brady's a great kid. He's the type of guy, he's a program guy too. He's a kid that you get in the program, he's going to be great for the locker room, he's going to be great for morale, for the buy-in. Uh, I don't know about an immediate impact. stronger he gets, the quicker he's going to play. And as soon as he gets to where he's 100% on that football field, and we see that this senior year in Smithson Valley, then we'll know what kind of impact he's going to be able to potentially make as an incoming freshman. As for Santana Wilson, man, we three months ago, a couple months ago when Texas offered him, I started watching his tape, and I just I felt like he was underrated. I mean, the kid is so light on his feet. He moves very naturally. He has a fluidity about him. He's not the most physical DB, but he covers everything. Uh, he flips his hips. He turns. He burns. But Santana is a dude. And then the re-rankings came out, and now he's the number 90 overall player in the country. Yeah, nobody at Inside Texas is surprised by that. We broke his, his offer. We broke his official visit, and we were ready when that commitment came down. Santana, was a steal, guys. This is Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon and Steve Sarkeesian going into Arizona. They already look good for Christian Clark the B. John Robinson clone. Now they add Santana Wilson to the mix. And like you said, he's got the pedigree. Adrian Wilson, Arizona Cardinal, great. He's in the Hall of, Arnold, uh, Hall of Honor uh, for the Cardinals. You know, one of the best that's played in his time. A lot like dad, maybe not as physical, but this kid can run, and he's got the feet. hmm
2: Jay Wells, what's the word on Micah Hudson, the Lake Belton wide receiver, will not be taking his official visit that he was supposed to take, which, again, Sark, he's just still picking out guys that he wants. But somebody that close to the 40 acres and somebody that highly ranked like him, it is a little alarming. Can you let us know the scoop on that?
1: Yeah, there's there's really no scoop, to be honest with you, Jay. For the longest, you know, I've covered – uh, Michael for over a year now, and, and Texas was always squarely in the mix with Texas Tech. Texas Tech really kind of set the foundation for this recruitment. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, it's one of those things where Texas Tech literally sent the house. Everybody that's involved in the in the Texas Tech football program, from the head coach to the assistant to the interns <laughs> to the guy that makes copies. Uh, is involved in the Micah Hudson recruitment. They literally sent the entire house. They have exhausted every single resource to their body, to their control towards the Micah Hudson recruitment, and it's going to pay off for them. Micah's a very individualistic kid. He is a, he is a dynamic kid on the field, dynamic off the field. He, he's a good dude. He's having a little too much fun with this uh, social media thing here lately. I know Texas fans kind of get irked, but you know what? He's a kid and he's having fun, so, so you know, relax and enjoy the process. Uh, he's probably going to go to Texas Tech. I fully expect that to happen in the next few days, if not the next week. Um, would he pop back up in Texas for an official? Absolutely. Not sure when, but I know right now if he makes that decision this quick, this recruitment is not over. That Texas is not going to stop recruiting him because Chris Jackson – has really built a strong relationship with Hudson. And so all you need, and a lot of times when guys, they, they commit in the summer, it's to get it over with. They want the process over with. They want to get their spot, and it, which is a, really a smart move. You know, go ahead and find your spot. In the portal era, you know, November, December spots seem to come a little more rare. And so Micah might be wanting to try to get his spot early, but that's not going to stop Texas from recruiting him. That's not going to stop Texas from trying to get him on campus. Uh, But right now, that's a Texas Tech uh, lean, if there ever is one. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that pops here in the next few days. Um, Texas just has to stay the course. Chris Jackson has to stay on him. Uh, The staff has to stay on him and uh, look, look for the best. Sticking with
2: this wide receiver room, Jay Wells, we know Isaiah Nayor has high hopes for this season, but we all forget that guy came off a serious injury, and with this big time wide receiver room and all the depth that you see, you don't have to throw him back in there. Like It's not like they need him immediately, it's kind of just bring him along when he's ready. Where is he right now still rehabbing and being ready when week one starts?
1: Nahorn looks fantastic. I think the only thing he's not doing is, is full contact, which in June you don't do that anyway. Uh, but he, he's running full blast. And, and this is a guy I like what you said. He's not a kid that has to play when he immediately comes back. They added A.D. Mitchell in the offseason, the transfer out of Georgia. And so now they've got some depth at that spot. Last year I mentioned when Nahorn went down, I believe it was in the fall, summer, it was in the in July or August. That was the biggest injury to hit that. Hit that program. I felt like when they took that that aspect of the offense out of Quinn Ewer's ability, it really kind of hindered him because now Xavier Worthy saw bracket coverage for six straight months. It, it, and it forced the offense to do a few different things. Now when you've got a Mitchell in the mix and you've added you know, and Nayor is almost like another ad because he should be ready for contact by August. He's he, He's full blast now. It, to me, it just adds depth and it adds competition in that wide receiver room, and and that's a room that needed to be revamped. And when you add a Mitchell, a Jonte Cook, a DeAndre Moore, and a Ryan Niblet, that's exactly what you're doing. It's a renovation. And right now, Nayor is not a guy they have to rely on immediately, and so they can bring him along slowly, which is I think you know operable for both. You don't want to rush him. Plus, you've still got guys out there that can get it done. So Nayor is going to be one of those uh, you know zero, you know add some type guys that at the end of the day we didn't get to see him last year but you're definitely going to see him this fall.
0: Talking about Justin Wells inside on 3.com and if you don't know Justin is also like myself a big time Cowboys fan and like many of you out there. So Justin in our Mount Rushmore of the day we went extra crazy and we went Cowboys quarterbacks only. Do you have your Cowboy quarterback Mount Rushmore for us on this Wednesday.
1: Well, yeah, this was a pretty easy one, Chad. I, sure. I didn't, I didn't have to think really hard on this one. This, this one, this one rolls off the tongue. Uh, number one was 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 the first Dandy Don Meredith, uh, the Mount Vernon native, mm-hmm. uh, was the first big time quarterback at, at Dallas. He was the first guy to to really make playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys a big deal. Don Meredith, first one on that. Second one is the greatest quarterback in, in 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 franchise history, Roger Staubach. The guy did nothing but win, and, and, and lost half of his career because of the from the military and from Vietnam. Still won Super Bowls. Still made the Hall of Fame, and still made the Cowboys a, a, a you know formidable foe. And so he's the greatest quarterback of all time. That's your second on Mount Rushmore. Uh, third is Troy Aikman, <laughs> and, and that was how easy is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude threw. The dude threw, he had three, touch, he had three Super Bowls, uh, should have played a couple more. If it wasn't for a concussion and that LeVar Arrington hit, he probably plays a little bit more in pads and stats. But Troy Aikman is the easy choice as the number three. And then number four is the guy that holds every single record in the history of Dallas Cowboys quarterbacking, and that is my main man, Tony Romo. Uh, he only has a couple playoff wins to his, to his credit, and so a lot of times fans will kind of hold that against him. But at the end of the day, Tony Romo was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for a decade. And he shattered every passing record that the Cowboys have ever had. And in the right circumstance, if they give Des Bryant a catch, Tony Romo's in a Super Bowl. And that's exactly where he belonged. And so that Mount Rushmore was was rather easy to put together.
0: How about that? Without talking to each other, all three of us have the exact same four guys. And, uh, yes, with all due respect to Dak and Danny White, that's where we ended up as well. Um, Justin, I thought that was some good explanation on all those. Yeah, the Troy Roger thing is super easy. The younger Cowboy fans I don't think are going to throw Don Meredith in there, but I'm with you. I think Dandy Don needs his love. Um, And Zay was double-checking that resume earlier i mean it's yeah don meredith has got to get that love
1: don meredith was what the first sidekick for hire cosell on monday night football <laughs> don meredith is, a, is
2: a legend
0: yeah man no doubt yo
2: hey jay well let me ask you this if dak somehow went to super bowl this year does he finesse his way on the mount rushmore
1: that's a great question Zay. It's a great question. I almost hate you for asking me that, but no, no.
0: Oh my god! I that's a great and answer. I
1: would love to. If you could put me in that situation, I will be, I will giggle if I can get in that situation. If we're talking about Dak winning the Super Bowl, we can re we can rehash this conversation you know at a later date. But even Dak going to a Super Bowl this year and winning is not knocking Don Meredith off. He started. What it was to be a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Now, Dak starts bumping around the Super Bowl a couple times. Oh, starts putting that. together some more seasons where those numbers start to compare to Romo. Then we got to talk.
0: Yeah, then you may have to nudge old number nine out of there. That might be a little tough, uh, tough to swallow. That's Justin Wells, Inside Texas, on 3.com, at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter. And as you can hear, a Cowboys fan as well. Justin. As always, great talking with you. Take care of yourself. Stay cool, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: You guys stay cool as well. Nothing but love. Oh, Thanks. How well. about
0: that? I mean, you couldn't have asked for any more serendipity. Same exact Mount Rushmore. Right as it. Uh, right before, uh, earlier in the show, I guess. Right before we were talking to Justin, somebody sent us the text that said, "Has to be Meredith Staubach White and Aikman. They're going to lean Danny White." over Romo in the discussion. And I get that. Me too. I get it. If you want to go with how far did they take the team, then you have to go with Danny White and you have to go Don Meredith and you got to leave Dak and Romo to the side. But if you want to play who was a badass quarterback to your eyes and who threw stats, that's where you bring four and nine back into the discussion. Romo had the it factor, man. If it wasn't for injuries, who knows? Dude, that the career passer rating – the f- I mean, the fact that fans would tell you all through his career, well, you know, he's number four passer rating all time. You know, stuff like that. The
2: he- release was quick.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Where
2: funny. he came from. He wasn't supposed to be in the NFL.
0: Right. The Eastern Illinois product. he
2: weren't supposed to be there.
0: Compare, I mean, you know, Dak was kind of out of nowhere at Mississippi State in a way. Right. But not like Romo
2: was. No, Dak had a big time season in the SEC the year he got drafted. His team was number one in the country. Right, yeah.
0: Tony Romo, people people couldn't have told you where he went to school. Tony Romo was
2: debating going basketball. Yeah. That's how he didn't know because he was a really good basketball player growing up in uh, Wisconsin. And he was debating going the basketball route in college and he just said yeah. well i guess i like football a little bit more and we'll see where it takes me and look at the career he had
0: some good points there from Justin. also good recruiting information from him interesting he thinks micah hudson is ultimately headed out west
2: yeah man i've been seeing that all over social media and that'd be a big loss for these parts it will but i just like jay well said crew recruit, recruitment never stops yeah, Even when right. they say they're committed, it never stops. Things could change. We'll see the year that Coach McGuire has compared to what Texas has and going to the SEC. Things could change, so we'll see.
0: Speaking of Texas, if you are a fan of the Longhorns, up next in the Flex segment, we'll tell you about an official visit and a new offer that you're going to want to know about, one in football, one in basketball. Don't move. It's the Horn. Had in say That's a thick bass right there. That is nice. I feel like I kind of recognize this song as it started. Should I know this? Uh yes though. It's a nice groove to start out with. Not getting any vocal help here, so. Oh wait a minute. Mmm. Earth, wind, and fire. Close. Damn. The whispers. Ooh, the whispers. Okay. That's good stuff. Yeah. I felt like Will Smith sampled this on something. You know what? I'm glad you said that because when it started, I thought of Will. Yeah.
2: One of those, get jiggy with it. Getting jiggy
0: Miami, with it or Miami. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought the same thing. Uh, the Whispers, uh, welcome to Miami. Is that it? Um, uh, or maybe getting jiggy with it. It. I don't might know. Be, yeah, it
2: might be Miami. The
0: Whispers, Urge Overkill, and Greg Almond have gotten us started today. There's also a comment around basketball. Around the draft that we that has got us going in the break, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, before that, let's get you some info in the flex segment, including a big time area guy taking an official visit. That if you're a Longhorn fan, you hope goes very badly.
2: It Will is snap. Miami. He was... sampled that whisper song.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. <laughs> we, Genius. We both heard the same thing <laughs> as soon as it started. Uh, all right, so the big name to to uh, to realize here is Michael uh, Uini, the big time tackle from Coppers Cove and we told you about all the offers that are out there. Texas, Texas A&M, anybody you can think of, Big 12 SEC, there's a lot of names out there, but it also includes Bama and Georgia and Florida, and go down the list. He is uh, an official visit this week to Bama. So this is the OV. He tweeted it out, Flex retweeted. You can go see it at, F- uh, at FLXATX on your social media and on Twitter. He's rocking the uniform... You know, they put, they put the kids in the uniform now, Zay, to see how, yep. they, how it
2: feels to them. How it feels. How do I look? Can I see myself on Saturdays making that big tackle or uh-huh. catching that big time pass? Yeah, you got to visionize it.
0: Yeah, so visionize? Yeah. I like that. You the, like that, right? The, the, <laughs> <laughs> let's just make a whole another word up. you got to visionize it. You got to get it. Visualize. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You got to visualize and finalize. (laughs) Put it together and you visionize. That's what you got to do. That's what it is. All right. So he is going to see T-Town and what it's like. That's got to be an impressive official visit. As much as I don't like Bama and don't root for them, the facilities, the history, the everything that you must see when they bring you in for a trip, it's got to be hard to say no to.
2: Be careful, young man. Because Jameer Gibbs has said recently, they asked him, what's the difference between NFL and college? He says, NFL practices, they don't beat you down like they do on the college level. Ooh. Where'd Jameer Gibbs go to school? Alabama. Alabama.
0: Ah, there you go. And
2: what's Nick Saban been known for?
0: Grinding people to the
2: ground. Grinding people to the ground to where when they get to the NFL, they are used and abused and don't have much life.
0: Did y'all hear that out in Copper's Cove? Tell him. Tell Michael if he doesn't know. Make sure. Because they'll be nice to him on that trip. Yeah. They'll of say, course. Oh, our practices are so easy.
2: Nick will take you on the boat, he'd be smiling, you know, the hair be flowing, even though the hair looked a pretty fried when he came down the DKR last September because it was hot, but still It was right? hot. You yeah. probably got something to help that out, a little rogue gang, you know, he can, top of the line rogue game for Nick Saban, all the top dollars that he has. I wouldn't be surprised, but be careful, young man.
0: Yeah, be no, careful. that's that's good advice, I think. So keep your eyes out on that. Michael Uini uh and the official visit to Bama also, how about this one, Zay? Hudson Greer, the talented uh, forward out of Lake Travis on the basketball side. I saw him tweet out he's got an offer from USC.
2: He's impressive, man. Interesting. He really is. Around six foot seven, He could jump out the gym. His ball handling's getting better and better every time I see him. His jump shot's getting better and better every time I see him. And everybody in the nation is going to want him. Hell, I've compared him to Luke Axtell. And he looks everything like that. Like, he can really go so skilled. And, yeah, the offers are just going to keep on
0: coming and coming. And you tell Rodney Terry to stay on him. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Keep that offer alive. Absolutely. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Some other offers and commitments out there. Congratulations to Jake Helms, the talented long snapper out of Westlake. He's committed to Air Force. There we go. And, and hey, thank you for your service, young man. That's an that's a special commitment right there. Uh Luke Miller, Round Rock offensive lineman, 6'6", 275. He's committed to Rice. So obviously a smart man. Bit of a student. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh congrats to Luke. Jackson Harrison, part of that Liberty Hill running game. He's the center out at Liberty Hill. He's committed to West Texas A&M. Congrats to him. Heath McCree, the talented receiver at Westlake has committed to Houston. Big 12. Big nice. 12. Houston Cougars now. And, they just to show off, our man Alex Green out at Hutto has added another smart school to his list. He has now gotten an offer from Fordham. So he has an offer from Fordham, Brown, Colgate, Columbia, Cornell, Dartmouth, Penn, and Yale. Damn. All right, Alex. I mean... Will you stop showing off to all of us, please?
2: Them SAT scores must be ridiculous.
0: Dude, that's awesome. Congrats to you, young man. Uh, Got a chance to meet his parents out of the 7-on-7. They're so proud of him. And I asked about it. Where did all the Ivy League school stuff come from? She's like, I don't know. Just, you know. Smart. Yeah. They're trying to be humble, but right. obviously the kid's a hell of a student uh, and uh, may end up playing football and uh, and getting that education uh, at the Ivy League level. We will see. Alex Green, wide receiver from Hutto. Definitely a team you want to pay attention to this high school football season with Hammond throwing it to Green and the rest. The Hippos may be a dangerous bunch. All right, so there's your Flex segment. We do it every day at 1.00. Uh, Zay, this NBA story that just popped up, thanks to our man CB, uh, Chris Bennett, and others for tweeting it out. So apparently there was a little, there's a little you know, pre-draft interview with a lot of the big dogs. Wimben Yama, uh, obviously Scoot Henderson, and of course Brandon Miller, played at Alabama. And the questions were rolling, and there was a guy trying to ask this weird, drawn-out question about the GOAT discussion. And he said he wasn't going to ask about the GOAT, but he kind of did. And in the end, he basically asked, is it something that, as a younger guy, is it something you think is overplayed or talked about too much or something like that? And he was assuming that it was a LeBron-Michael Jordan discussion. Well, the response came from Brandon Miller. Quote, I actually don't think LeBron is the GOAT of basketball. My GOAT of basketball is Paul George. Oh, my Lord. And then he basically says, because I grew up watching him, and then a couple other comments, and then they went on to something else.
2: I mean, is Brandon Miller trying to go John Elway, Eli Manning, by saying dumb things so he might get picked to the team he wants to go to? That's not the Portland Trailblazers or the Charlotte Hornets? I don't know what this means, bro. Clearly you didn't understand the question. He didn't say your favorite player. They asked you, Who the GOAT was.
0: Right. The greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah. There are guys that have known Paul George his whole life that wouldn't say Paul George.
2: Man, Paul George's best friend
0: might not say Paul
2: George. I remember the first time I heard of Paul George. Shout out to my guy Bryce Cartwright. He went to Fresno State his freshman year, then transferred to Paris Junior College, and that's where I went right out of high school. And he told me, yeah, there's this dude that I played with this past season at Fresno State. He'll be in the league. And I'm like, get the hell out of here, Bryce. Ain't no way a Fresno State dude is going to be a lottery pick. Well, Bryce proved me wrong because Ball George was drafted the next season. And, yes, he's been a really good player. He definitely had that brutal injury in the 2014 FIBA-USA select game where he had that Dak Prescott had his whole foot turned back and Oof. that kind of yeah. halted his, you know, what he was supposed to be, his upside But, yeah, as good as Paul George is, this makes no sense. Now, I have seen a lot of comparisons with Brandon Miller and Paul George, so that makes sense in a way of why he would say this. But, again, there's a difference between who the GOAT is and who your favorite player is. You know what I'm saying? Like, Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time. I know damn well he might not be my favorite player. This is what it is. I didn't see that much of Jordan. Like, I like Dirk more than I like MJ. Just is what it is. Love me some Dirk. MJ's cool and all. I was named after him. I know he's better, but I love Dirk more. Yes. Doesn't mean Dirk's the greatest of all time.
0: Right? Favorite and goat are very different discussions, and that's where he just needed to clarify that. Man, one of my favorite. It's like it's almost like it was irrelevant. One of my favorites is Paul George. Well, good for you, but that's not what he asked you. <laughs> Like, what do you, like, when you guys talk about the GOAT, what do you talk about? That's what he's saying. And you brought up a great point. It's like he's talking about LeBron James like he's Bob Cousy or something. Like, he's never, have you ever seen? Well, I grew up watching Paul George and you didn't see LeBron? You're 20 years
2: old, Brandon Miller. You've been alive ever since LeBron's entered the league. LeBron's career is
0: basically your life. Yeah. You haven't seen LeBron. I just, so yeah. disrespectful. So confusing. Yeah, it's very bizarre. And I, I'll say it. I've said it before. I'm one that I'll allow for a group to be discussed there. I don't think that discussion needs to be just Michael Jordan or LeBron. I'll let you bring in a few different names, but I don't know that I've heard Paul George in the discussion. If you want to bring a Kobe or a Magic or one of the freaky centers into the discussion, we can have that talk. We can absolutely – you want know, to put Bill Russell in there? I know it's all defensive and rebounding to some people. Whatever. He can be in the discussion. I've just never heard Paul George mentioned. Yeah. That's just, just That's weird to me. I might as well just
2: put guys like Hershey Hawkins in the discussion now. <laughs> like, why not? Huh? Like, like, you know, why not? Vinny, microwave Johnson. Greatest of all time. Greatest. He came off the bench like <sighs> none I've ever seen. Greatest of all time. Like – What are we doing, Brandon Miller?
0: Three words, Brandon. Thunder Dan Marley. (laughs) Greatest of all time. I grew up watching him. I grew up watching him. That's my guy. Relatable. You know, I (laughs) can relate. Shoot it.
2: You know, athletic, everything.
0: That's my goat. Great hair. My goat.
2: Gray hair. Yeah. He had the sex
0: whole, symbol. He had the whole thing. Yes. Uh, so I think that we can safely say Brandon Miller is focused on this draft, and no one needs to ask him historic questions. Yeah. We don't need to have a full history of basketball discussion with Brandon Miller.
2: Hell, Chad. I get horny from time to time. Zion Williamson's my goat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has the video been released? Nope. Video, oh. video out yet? They suspended her on uh, Twitter. Mariah Mills? Did they? Elon and them cut her off.
0: Yeah. Zion must drive a Tesla.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. Look, I revenge porn is revenge porn. Doesn't mean I don't care if it's a double standard or not. Usually it's the guy that throws out the video without the woman's consent. Now Mariah, she's trying to throw the video, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure Zion's now on his Kim K stuff, where it's like, oh, let's put it out there, like his, you know, PR people are
0: Kris Jenner and think that it's gonna help. His career. It's not. So. Yeah, I wouldn't think. Somebody texted us that the other day. Like, oh, well, what do you mean? Sex tape comes out, people get more popular, people start talking about him. It's like, well, in the Kardashian sense, yeah, but not him. He doesn't. How's that going to help him? As a basketball player who's supposedly. Who's having a baby with a supposed girlfriend over here? Yeah. I've, and, I mean, you've on. seen the way Zion walks. He'd be waddling when he walks. So
2: I'm, I don't know if I'd be impressed with what he's doing in there. <laughs> you know, his... <laughs> Uh, game I don't I don't know.
0: I don't I don't know. We shouldn't be discussing these details. I, I I'm talking
2: about his jump shot. I know
0: what you're talking about. You're talking, talking about the jump, jump shot. shot. The, smoothness yeah, the smoothness of the goodness, jump shot. Yeah, right. the stroke game, jumper. Gooseneck. Yeah. And they call it
2: gooseneck. Uh-huh. Is that what you want? You yep. Know, hold it. Get that index finger pointing out the room. Gotta hold it. Cookie jar. Hand in the cookie jar. <laughs> the, basics.
0: <laughs> the basics. Uh if there ever was a basketball phrase that could be used for his story, it might be hand in the cookie jar at this point i think you got it hand in the cookie jar is correct you win this round two o'clock hour coming up we'll go back to that cowboys quarterback mount rushmore we think we have it figured out plus in the nfl we'll talk about who may go worst to first from last year to this year next it's where we at in society we'll see what zay wants to talk about if that video hasn't dropped maybe another one has we'll find out on the horn
1: Chad and Zay.
0: big name? No. Huh. Ah. Uh, for some reason, I'm about to say Ray Parker Jr. Man! Did I get it? Wow! <laughs> From
2: downtown half court. Come on, Ray! Impressive.
0: Why did I think of Mr. Ghostbusters I- when that one fired up? I do not know, but for some reason, it just made, it made me think of Ray. What's it called? A woman needs love. There we go. Ray Parker Jr. and a smooth voice. Oh, real smooth. This is a good show-off song for him. Ghostb- yeah. Ghostbusters didn't really show him off. Right, right. It was this big pop hit, but he had the voice. Now, Ray Parker Jr. The whispers, urge, overkill, and Greg Allman today building up a pretty good music, uh, pretty good music festival there to check out. Uh, more cool music coming from Zay. Remember tomorrow. Well, we're going with The Chronic and Tombstone in the album Movie Swap at 2.05. Tomorrow at one we we'll talk with Keenan Womack of OrangeBloods.com about the draft, as it will be Victor Wembinyama time officially tomorrow night, Spurs fans. God, what must it be like to be a Spurs fan right now? Just no drama, no nerves. You've gotten what you want. He's going to be your guy. You're going to get to see him walk the stage at the Barclays Center, is where they are if you don't know. And then, you know, you see what you get.
2: Pop spent a week in France about two weeks ago just hanging out with him. Really? Picking his brain. Not too much because he was playing in the midst of his, like, European league – NBA finals or whatever finals that they have. I don't know Mm -hmm. why I call it NBA, but the finals for them over there, which they got swept, but they had a whole bunch of young guys on their squad, and the team they lost to had seven former NBA players, and Victor Wimpanyama still led his team in points and rebounds. But yeah, man, he's signing Spurs memorabilia and Spurs gear already. Just yeah, They're too comfortable, Spurs fans. It's they're crazy. too comfortable.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going to rattle them this week. They are feeling pretty good. Obviously, the Rockets fans are uh, waiting for pick number four. Mavs fans, you're at pick number 10 tomorrow night, so we'll definitely have some draft talk coming. Quick update from Omaha. Florida is out on TCU 2-1. to They're in the middle of the third inning. If that keeps up, Florida will get some valuable time off. Big days for Florida and Wake Forest. The championship series doesn't start till Saturday, so they can each get two full days of rest before. You talk about being able to set up your pitching the way you want it, Zay. Today's huge for those two 2-0 teams. If you get that win, super rest the next two days.
2: Yeah, with LSU out, Florida seems like the team that could get at least close to maybe beating Wake Forest. Even though Wake Forest has to take care of business tonight, I... Don't see the Demon Deacons being taken down by anybody and Florida might be the closest one so yeah the rest will be big for both teams
0: yeah it's going to be big time here so Florida right now up 2-1 we'll see how that holds up we'll keep you updated as the show goes on 2 o'clock hour we'll get back into that Cowboy Mount Rushmore discussion we've had a lot of thoughts on that today and we'll talk worst to first in the NFL can anybody pull it off in 2023 there are a couple candidates we'll talk about right now though let's go where we at in society See what Zay wants to hit.
1: Where are we at in
2: society today?
0: All right, Zay. We've had a lot of craziness on the show today, but normally this segment adds some to it. What do you got?
2: All right. A little two-for-one for you, but All right. both are synonymous with one another. One of the most hated rivalries in the NFL just got a little bit spicier, Chad. Okay. The Bears and the
0: Packers. Ooh, that is a that is a hated one. That's the longest Tenured rivalry, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that would make sense. The two teams that have met most often. Yeah. yeah.
2: So players on both sides are talking mess about the opposing teams. Really? And it starts with Justin Jones, who is a D-tackle for the Bears, who just got there. He's been with the Chargers for like the last four years, so he just got to the team. Okay. And he had this to say about the Green Bay Packers. Their fans are really shh. Whoa. Just freaking obnoxious. Half of them don't even know football. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that's where I'm talking about rhymes with gritty. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he just said that. And this is what you don't want, especially out of your quarterback. And this happened a few days ago on Father's Day. Jordan Love thought this was cool to say online. Happy Father's Day to all the Bears fans out there. Which, I don't know if he tried to hit that one right. I think he meant to say, you Bears fans, y'all need to be wishing me a happy Father's Day. But I got what he meant.
0: Wait, he, is he making like an I'm your daddy reference? Yes. Yes, he is. But he, how, how many times has he been the... Look- Quarterback? Oh, not
2: much. Against have, the Bears. But when you have a pro, starter? But when you have Pro Bowl cornerbacks on the team like Jaheer Alexander, who when Jordan Love was in the middle of a press conference in the locker room, Jaheer Alexander bum rushes it, interrupts,
0: and says, This is the best quarterback in the league. Oh, good grief. Here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> Defensive players saying things about their own quarterback they don't need to say. What are we doing? But yeah, so he's getting Overly confident because
2: people around him are overly confident. And now Jordan Love is out here talking really crazy. Like, oh, right. insanely crazy. This might be the <laughs> most nuts thing I've ever heard. And he didn't even do it right. Like, come on, yeah, bruh. What? Happy Father's Day to all the Bears fans out there. At least
0: do it right. He did, Like a from your daddy? See, he didn't say that. Just stop there. Bears fans, don't you need to tell me Happy Father's Day? That's what he should have said. See, he didn't think it through. you got to phrase it correctly. By the way, Packers at Bears week one. (laughs) Week one, at the Bears. Next game is... End of the season, I think. I mean,
2: look, Jordan Love, the time that he's played, he showed upside, but I'd take Justin Fields all day, every day in that matchup.
0: That's weird, man. Yeah, they'll start and end the year against each other, bookend on those matchups, at Chicago to start, finish at Green Bay. I mean,
2: (laughs) this is the era we're in now. We got fools out here saying Paul George is the GOAT. We got dudes that haven't taken the full season of regular snaps saying, Hey, basically call me daddy to the Bears fans, Man. to the so, Bears of all
0: teams. So let me make sure I've got the scoreboard right. Paul George is the goat in basketball, and either, depending on which, in which defender you believe, either Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, or Jordan Love is the best quarterback in the NFL. Do I have that right? Yeah,
2: yeah, that makes
0: sense. You, know, makes who, sense. you know who doesn't have to say stuff like that? Travis Kelsey. Sorry, let me pick a defender. Chris Jones does not have to say things like that. Hey, man, who do you think is the best quarterback in the NFL? He just punches that media member in the face and walks away. Right.
2: Well, you got guys like Joe Burrow who are proven, top five quarterbacks in the league, giving love to Patrick Mahomes. And you got, I'm going to say it now because this is what he is, Jordan Love, who's a scrub at this point. <laughs> right. Like You're more scrub than you are proven, Jordan Love. Oh. You have no right to say anything. So I don't we- care how good you look in camp. I don't care how cool you are. Clearly, he's a great guy in the locker room. Like he's he's the homie. Obviously, if you hear Alexander has the cojones to say what he did, just to interrupt that press conference, and then Jordan Love just to be as insanely confident as he is. Like there's just there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, I'm but... th-
0: I'm thoroughly confused. In addition to the fact I am confused that the guy that's been with the Chargers all this time is talking smack <laughs> to the Packers fans. What is in that? What did a Packer fan do to him? Like, was it, did the Chargers go to Green Bay and get yelled out of that building and snowballs thrown at him? He was there last year,
2: twenty twenty two. He so was he, play, he okay, was there. He's, right. he's faced them twice. Okay, so he right. got to experience what it was like in Lambeau, so and he got to experience how they treated him when he was at Soldier Field.
0: And half of them don't know football. <laughs> That's a great thing to throw in, by the way. They're like Just,
2: owners. Like fifty thousand of them are owners, right? A whole of, bunch of them. Half of them don't know football. That's all they
0: know. <laughs> ain't that a, all they know up there? What a weird thing to throw into a rivalry like that. It's the Bears and the Packers, man. We assume everyone involved knows football. Like, come on,
2: dude. Yeah, that's going to be a great week one matchup. Like, I, if I'm the NFL, I might want to look at that as primetime, just the way these guys are talking crazy. I know the talent ain't primetime, but just for how nuts they are talking –
0: yeah, man. Flex I
2: keep, that thing. I
0: keep saying it. If it doesn't involve a team I love, I love. It. I just keep talking. Please keep talking. Keep stoking the fire because it gives us something to talk about. And as Zay's mentioning, it will get a little more uh, intensity to those matchups. Bears host the Packers. Week one, it's a 325 kick on Fox if you want to write that one down for September 10th. That is 81 days away, ladies and gentlemen. Up next, speaking of the NFL, Cowboys quarterback Mount Rushmore, Troy and Roger have to be there, right? Lots of folks saying so does Dandy Don. What about that last spot? We've talked about it. We'll let you know uh, the consensus. Plus, we'll talk Worst to first. I think the Bears might be in this discussion since we were just talking Bears-Packers. Who can go worst to first in the NFL? We'll talk about the candidates next on The Horn.